As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's a new day! Yes, it is! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... To Wild and Crazy Guys! The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. For the win. We're going to consistently put players in position to succeed. The most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. From CHGO, it's Adam Hope. I don't think that this is a, bit, a full rebuild, but you definitely have to retool your roster. And from the Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Hey, what's up, Flues? And we're going to have measurable ways for standards of performance every single rep, every single game. Anyway, uh, who cares? Now, here they are. The Adams, Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in Bears minicamp in the heart of Texas, it feels like, this week. It, it appears that you want to keep the, the hot, steamy vibe of practice going yeah. at your own house. You know, I'm just going for the vibe. If uh, you're watching on YouTube, on a YouTube channel, you should check it out, the Hogan Johns uh, YouTube channel. Search for it. Um, I am outside. Those uh, those that saw our CHGO Bears show yesterday um, know I'm outside and the reasoning for it. You know the reasoning for it, too. I'm getting my floors refinished, and there's, like, as we're speaking, a man inside the house with a giant machine that makes a really, really loud noise sanding the floors right above my office. So we could have done the podcast that way. I thought this would sound a little bit better. Um, but, yeah, it is... I'm actually just embracing the heat, John. Is what I'm doing. You know, I'm a guy. I always talk about how much I hate winter and love summer. So prove I'm it just... later. Prove it later when we're an hour or two outside at Hales Hall and you're sweating through your hat like I was yesterday. I didn't heat complain in, with a heat index of 105 degrees today. Yeah, middle of June. It's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. I'm actually just. I actually did need the towel. Um, I put it around my neck just to like you know play up the. Play up the crowd a little bit. Um, it's not that bad. We're 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 good, and uh, we're excited to be here. This is actually John's last podcast of the off season program. Oh, you probably scared some people there for a second. Oh yeah, no, yeah, put a little dramatic pause in there. Um, because I don't know as you get more and more 
like of a veteran on this beat, you apparently just start planning your I, vacations <laughs> when <laughs> mini camps are happening. Like when we were younger, it'd be like, oh, okay, let's plan our trips around the bear schedule. Now it's like, oh, the bears at mini camp this week. Okay, I'm going on vacation. That I'm week. doing whatever I want to do. Yeah. No, this was actually <laughs> scheduled before the the um the bears off season schedule came out, but. I'm only missing one day. Okay, and- I'm calling BS on that because it veteran minicamp has been this week in June every single year we've covered the team. No, it hasn't. Yes, it has. No, it hasn't. I feel like it's been later. No, no, there it's always one this year week. was later. Fine, say what you want. Um, no, I got you. He's gonna cancel practice anyway tomorrow. Probably, probably. Uh, Kevin, that's Fishbane. the veteran on the beat speaking out. <laughs> it's gonna be a a very light walkthrough. Uh, he probably will. He'll, you know, we pushed really hard in the hundred degree heat the last two days. Didn't Mark Tressman have one of these days where he had everybody there early? He went through individuals, then he blew the horn and sent everybody home. Wasn't there I a day think like so. That? John Fox definitely did that one at least okay. one year. Okay, it was John Fox. Yes, but I'm, Tressman might have done it too. It's it's a relatively common practice, um, to have like the fun day of OTAs, which they did last week at Wrigley. You know, didn't uh, Nagy took them bowling one year or something? You know, yeah. they all run together. But there's been some top golf trips. Yeah. So um, you're probably making the veteran move. So Kevin Fishbane will be here tomorrow with me because we'll wrap up uh, today's practice and whatever happens tomorrow or doesn't happen. Uh, but we have a lot to discuss today. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Uh, please follow along with the podcast. We are on YouTube. You can find the YouTube channel at Hogan Johns. Hit subscribe. Hit the notification button. Of course, uh, so many of you have been listening to this podcast as a podcast uh, in your cars or wherever you listen to your pods, mowing the lawn, things like that. Uh, You can still do that, and we appreciate all the love and support. Please tell a friend, as we like to say, about the Hogan Johns podcast if you got a Bears fan. Just say, hey, look. This is awesome pot. Check it out. And we appreciate the uh, you guys spreading your support of the Hogan Johns podcast. Um, we also have merchandise up at ObviousShirts.com. Those snapback trucker hats are awesome for the summer. That's what I, I was going to say to you yesterday as you were struggling with your hat. Is you should have had your Hogan Johns I should hat. have, yes. I got to find it. It's a high quality have to locate hat. That. Yes. Because you had like a... I think you were wearing like your baseball hat. I was wearing my baseball hat, but there was like a, a like the the tag, the plastic tag thing that yeah, you know, you it's cut like a off tiny piece of plastic that like pokes. Yes, you. it was like nagging me all practice. If you had more hair, then you could have just moved your hair there. No, but no, it's going back. <laughs> Not Kevin Fishbane like back, but back. oh, he would have been screwed. Yes, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's start. Believe it or not, this is going to shock people. With Justin Fields, the quarterback of the Chicago Bears, because uh, he spoke to the media yesterday after a lengthy delay and it was kind of a shorter press conference. But uh, he was quite honest, wasn't he, Johnsy? Yeah, yeah. It's refreshing. Pretty refreshing, I I would say. He basically... Now, it was a a funny question from Pat Finley. Let's be honest. One of Pat's long-winded questions. You know, we love Pat, so we'll have fun with him. But um, essentially, the question was, are you ready to play a football game? And Justin Fields essentially said, no, I'm not. There was no cliche about, yeah, I'm ready. You know, looking forward to it. I feel good about things. Justin Fields said, no. (laughs) 
I like that. I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's alarming. There's there's nothing to be overly concerned about. I've seen these practices. No, they're not ready. They're not Those close not to ready. ready. <laughs> no, not even close. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed that too. Cause yeah, the, usually I think the answer you would get is, oh yeah, let's you know let's strap them up tomorrow. I'd be ready to go. And yeah, like the reality, a total is, cliche. Mooney didn't do it as directly, but Darnell Mooney also pretty much said the same thing. Like we're still installing the offense right now. Like, yeah. you know, and this is going to sound like excuse mate making. And I, so maybe let me preface the excuses with, I have not been that impressed with Justin Fields during OTAs. And that is coming from the perspective of I, it's well-documented. I think he's going to be a very good quarterback in the NFL. Um, and like, I even think I said to our friend Mark Carmen yesterday after practice, because I said to Carm, what was your biggest takeaway? And he was like, does the quarterback stink? Oh, yeah. And I think he, he was joking. Yeah, he was joking. Yeah, it's Carm, yeah. Yeah, but as if you know Mark Harmon, it was, you know, that's a classic Carm response. And I was like, yeah, you know, like, not quite to the level where I'm getting concerned, but it hasn't looked as good as, you know, I expected. All right, so let me lay out, of course, all the excuses here, which I think are valid. You know, it's a brand new offense. So you're. Like Mooney said, they're still installing stuff. Um, doesn't have a good O-line. Doesn't have a great receiver core. And then one of the answers I appreciated John's yesterday was when I asked Matt Eberflus, because right, a big o- a emphasis this offseason, right, is speed things up, Justin Fields. Like, get rid of the ball quicker, quicker decisions. The scheme should help that. And y- you've been out there. We We were talking about this yesterday, like, it just seems like there's so many plays that break down and get elongated, you know, extended to the outside, and there's no, you know, we're talking about like four, five, six second plays. Yes. When they're trying to get the ball out, you know, boom, boom, bam. This was your question to Matt Eberflus. And I thought his answer was, you know, completely legit. It goes back to what Cole Komet said last week. And you're not getting much out of the running game in OTAs. And so these practices, how did Ebert Flus put it? I think he said it's like, oh, they almost become like a passing camp. Yes, like a glorified passing camp. And so the defense is sitting on pass pretty much the whole practice. And the Bears are running a, a lot of play action. Are, right, are we but, allowed to say that they are? Yes. Well, that's not a shock because, yeah, you're allowed yes, to say that. Is. I mean, okay. um, Ebert Flus said that in his answer. Like, they're... They're a heavy play action team. They've talked about this openly. Like that's gonna be the scheme. Um, and the point being, defenses aren't buying the defense isn't buying the play action right now uh, with all the passing going on, and so that doesn't really put the offense in a f- very favorable position. Um, I don't know. I, I I was willing to buy buy that answer. The offensive line is, I don't know if Dominique Robinson and Travis Gibson are just having great off seasons, but like you're noticing them a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is why the Bears have switched their offensive tackles with Braxton Jones and Larry Borum on the left side and right side now. And Tevin Jenkins with the twos. We could talk about that a little bit later. 
But you're noticing the the young guys a bit more. Like Dominique Robinson looks the part. That's a compliment. He looks the part. He's in the backfield an awful lot. Play action or not. He's a problem in that backfield. He's a rookie. What, fifth round pick, right? Yep. Um, Travis Gibson looks the part. I don't know if it's real because the pads aren't on, but I'm making note of them a lot. Who's the guy you made note of a, a lot? The rookie from... Um, Carson Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there's a lot of things at play. And again, I think it's refreshing that Justin Fields is accepting reality. It's it's why the other storyline of yesterday is Justin Fields coming back to the building at night to go through walkthroughs with his own teammates so he's more prepared for the next practice. Right. They're learning a new system. He's putting in the extra work. He's encouraging vocally, now on the record in the media, his teammates to participate with him and Darnell Mooney and probably Cole Komet to do the extra work to learn this offense because it is new. As Justin Fields said yesterday, they're throwing the entire playbook at them right now. They'll scale it back. We know what's coming. We've been through a few offensive coordinators. We've been through a few different regimes. They throw a lot and they scale it back. That's what what happens. We know it as they really fine-tune their playbook for the season. But... Right now, there's a lot on the plate of Justin Fields. Yeah, there is, and I think that's an important point. Like, and not that anybody's doubting that, but every, there's no question that just it's it's not just us, Justin Fields, other important players on the offense like Cole Komet, and Darnell Mooney, and I'm sure David Montgomery. You know, they're they're putting in the work. I just, it's tough to practice. When it look, there's five guys on the O line, and just one guy getting beat badly creates a busted play. Like even in practice, that makes it hard for you to get a good rep. And it just seems like on I don't want to say every play, but on too many plays, there's somebody getting beat like right off the snap. You know, there was I mentioned Carson Taylor. He had a Really good rep on Tevin See, now, Jenkins. Now, is that a bad set in Tevin Jenkins or Carson Taylor? That's the thing. I, excelling. You know, I, what I do know is, well, you know, it. it's probably both, you know? Like, that's the thing. There was another play where Justin Jones demolished Sam Mustafer. I don't know. How do you view that? I, I would actually view that one as a good thing. You know what it's I mean? Your, like, I, I think it depends on the paid three technique. Yeah, you 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 paid the. He three should th- beat the undrafted guy who's playing a new position. Yeah. Now the other one, like I feel like Tevin Jenkins should be hand, be okay against a rookie undrafted, somewhat undersized defensive end, who's got a lot of quickness, uh, and that's what I like about him. But out of Northern Arizona, it's like. Uh, you want Jenkins to win that battle. Who's probably destined for the practice squad? Can I read? I don't know. Not can if I they re- keep uh, getting rid of every defensive end on the team. That's true. That's true. Well, we got to talk about Robert Quinn here in a minute. Can I read um, Justin Fields' quote real quick before we uh, go full on with the O line shuffle? Sure, as I tell myself down. Yeah, you do that. This is Justin Fields on his eagerness for the season to start. This is from Kevin Fishbane's Twitter, everybody. At K Fishbane, B A I N. I'm the type of guy that would like to know I'm prepared. So right now, I'm just being honest. 
we're not ready to play a game right now. And when that time comes, we will be ready right now. No, not ready to play a game. I like that he said that with a smile, too. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, like there's no cliche there. They're not ready. Can I give a little, a couple positives too? Sure. I don't want this to come off as oh, this this offense is learning. There's there's no hope. Blah 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 blah. Like uh, the Bears shared a, a a play, um, a pass in full team drills. They they, they called it what a eleven. Uh, it was Fields to Mooney. It was an underneath crossing route, and Mooney he gained a lot of yards. We'll just say. Um, I made note of the design of that play. It was great. The whole function of that play was fantastic. I think you're going to see a lot of that. Just the way that play developed, the wide openness. Um, Someone was burnt bad in coverage by one of the Bears' best weapons, fastest weapons in Darnell Mooney, but you got the matchup that you wanted. I made note of that play. The Bears shared that play. You can't see everything, but let me just tell you, the way that play functioned was great. I think you're going to see a lot of that. Uh, He had... Uh, another outstanding pass over the middle through tight coverage to your guy from Green Bay, Equinamius. I totally butchered his name. Equinamius St. Brown. Brown. Why is he my guy? I don't know. Equinamius St. Brown. Perfect pass. I'm not sure St. Brown's going to be an option this year. Truthfully, just look at his track record with the Packers. But he's a big guy, through a tight window, over the middle, right on the money from Justin Fields. So all these negatives you hear, you know, a tip pass that led to an interception from Jaquan Brisker or Jalen Johnson jumping a route and having a pick six, which is a positive for the defense and Jalen Johnson. There's also been some positive chunk plays from the Bears offense. We saw a couple of those yesterday in the first day of minicamp. Yeah, and I want to be clear, too. I, I'm I'm still bullish on the scheme. Like, I like the scheme. I just... I've been thrilled with the execution so far. Um, it's a new scheme. Yeah. You know who likes the scheme too? Here's another quote from yesterday. This is Darnell Mooney talking about the scheme. I love it a lot. It's very nice. It complements a lot of us players, running back, quarterback, and a guy like me. We're just able to do a lot of things that I love to do and just be a playmaker. Yeah. Your number, well, it's your number one wide receiver talking about Luke Getze's offense. I just think we're getting to the point in the offseason, and this is the natural point where that this happens, right? They're going to break, and then we're going to be back for training camp. It's time to see results. You Wait, know what I mean? Say, like, we're going to be back. Know, in, go ahead. A lot of people, I, I just, you know, we've covered so many of these offenses. Every single player has loved the offense when it gets installed. You know, it's let's see the results eventually. Right. I think we're going to have the same storylines in camp as we have now. We know how this goes. Yeah. One of those being that offensive line with Tevin Jenkins and the second team. Not great. Can I give like the, the positive spin on it? I'm in a great mood today. Great mood. Great mood. Slept well. Got my coffee going. Oh, you're, you're late to the party, man. I already declared Braxton Jones the greatest draft pick in the history of the Chicago Bears. There you go. There you go. What, what if... <laughs> That's the other side of this, right? <laughs> what if Braxton Jones is just better and Larry Borm is just better? 
this isn't like the Bears' problem. Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus did not draft Tevin Jenkins. Yes, it will be. Gr- it would be great to get something out of the 39th overall pick, who you traded up for last year. But they didn't make that trade. That back surgery did not occur. 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 Happen. <laughs> oh no, they're a watch. What if Larry Borum and Tevin Jenkins are just better? Oh, sorry, Larry Borum and Braxton Jones are just better. And they're more than viable starters this season. What if? Great Marvel show, by the way. What? What if? Yeah. That's a Marvel show? Yes, You and you have to watch it to catch up with the rest of the movies. You have a lot of catching up to How? Okay, well, here's the thing. Okay, how about you don't start a new series every single week? Well, like, make time in your schedule, Adam Hogue. What, like, I, I don't, there's just too many of them. I, I've never even heard of What If. What's that one about? Uh, the multiverse, basically. Okay. The thing they made up in, like, the 17th movie? <laughs> no, you, yeah, obviously you didn't read the comic books, but... No, I did not. That's the problem. Yeah. That's why I'm late to the Marvel party. I caught up on all the movies... And then before I knew it, I blinked, and there were like five more. It's true. And seven different series. And those are even harder to watch because there's like ten episodes. <laughs> six usually, six or seven. Oh, my God. What was the one with uh, uh, WandaVision? Yeah, when I, I wasn't a big fan of WandaVision. But you have to watch WandaVision to know yeah, what's the- going on in the movies now. But see, then it's just starts, here's the thing is, like, like when you, Kent's calling it dumb, it's actually genius on their part because they keep so many eyeballs on their shows. Yeah, but, okay, genius, I would also start to call it a scam because every show and every movie, you're like, you have to watch it or you don't know what's going on. Well, I don't want to have to watch it. There's too much. What's the one I watched recently that I actually uh, enjoyed that I think most people did not? The um, Black Widow. That wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't one of like the top five or anything, but most of them are good. The series, I'm just struggling to... If, if you're new to the podcast, we do movie reviews in the off-season, and those come after minicamp. Yeah. You need to go see Top Gun. I know. Kent, Kent's asking us if, if we've seen Top Gun. Yes, I've, I've seen I, it. I have not seen it. Sure. You need, yeah. It needs to happen. Like, when you go on vacation, just go see Top Gun. Actually, don't do that on vacation. That's dumb. But um, maybe the next rainy day we have here. Yeah. See, that's what I did. I went on a rainy day. Uh, all right. I think... The problem with the offensive line is I feel like we, we've talked about... We're, like, rightfully nitpicking everything. But at the same time, like, all right, let's let, let them get pads on. Yeah. I think I'm at that point. Let's get the pads on, training camp. Then we can really see a little bit more. You would think Tevin Jenkins is the, the type of player, given what we know about him, given all the stories written about him in the past, that would excel with the pads on. He did not have a training camp last year, and I'm kind of really interested to see what he does when the pads are on. It's one-on-ones versus your undrafted rookie. Like, he should bury him, and if he doesn't bury him, okay. Tevin Jenkins, you got some stuff to work on, buddy. Yeah. 
you know, that's a good point too, because like by the time he came back late in the season, I mean, there's very, very little contact going on in practice. And that's another story angle to this, forget storyline, angle of this that we're not discussing enough. He's still catching himself up. He he did not play a lot of football last year. His first game back last year was not good. Nope. He got progressively better, but they helped him a little bit. New scheme now, new coaching staff. Physically, he's probably got to get up to speed a little bit more. Yeah, I guess that's what I was expecting, that uh, he would be at that point by now. That's another fair observation. And we know the back's fine. He's hitting bombs on the Waveland last week at Wrigley Field. Yeah. So it's you know I was trying to be like, well, are they easing him back with the back? And then it's like, oh, okay. There's a 400-foot home run. All right. I think he's okay. All right. Robert Quinn. Uh, I guess my my biggest takeaway from Robert Quinn not showing up to mandatory minicamp, I don't think it's really a distraction. I don't necessarily think it um, matters a whole lot. I do think it increases the possibility or probability that he'll be playing for a different team this year. Can we talk about that a little bit, just in terms yeah. of trade value? Because I feel like there's some discussion out there that you could get a day two pick for him. No. You're, what do you think? Fifth rounder at best, given the contract, yeah. the 32 years of age, the lack of leverage the Bears have in this? You know, I, yeah, I think... Maybe a fourth rounder, best case scenario at this point. But that only think, occurs if there's like an injury in that team. That team has to be right. Like that that team that's doing that is all in. All well, and in. that's yeah, and that's the thing. Like I think, I hope that Robert Quinn is. Um, I mean, look, he's got to take care of himself, and I understand that, but. I guess is he's got a good gauge on this situation that the Bears just can't give him away right now, right? As much as he probably, if he wants to move on, you probably want to move on as fast as possible so you can join your new team, get up to speed. But this isn't like a middle linebacker that needs to call the defense. You know, we saw Von Miller move late last year, right? He's a you pass can, rusher. Go get yeah, the passer. Go get the quarterback. All right, so from the Bears' standpoint, you need to be patient. And if you're going to make this move, you wait for the right opportunity. And there's going to be an injury. There's going to be injuries in camp. There's going to be somebody big that goes down. I still don't know that that's necessarily going to net you like a second-round pick or anything. But I do think it can increase the trade compensation, sure. He's costing himself money. You made sure to get the clarification this, that this wasn't an excused absence. Yeah. Probably not a lot of money, though. Well, given in the grand scheme of things for him, yeah. yes. You know, he's given he, the contract he, he just got from the Bears a couple years ago. Yeah, he he's in the um, he's in the category of you know, oh, I'll write this check to not have to go. <laughs> 
bust my ass in 100 degree heat I, for I, a couple days. I do days. think we saw the first. Yeah, it's true. It wouldn't that be funny if we found out that just like he looked at the forecast Monday and was like, nah, I'm like good. he's actually up in the area. He's just, yeah, ah, I'm not waiting. Nah, <laughs> I'll just pay the fine. Now nah, that doesn't sound like that actually doesn't sound like Robert Quinn. What are you talking about? This guy is a flip the flip a coin to decide between the Falcons and the Bears. That's just. I forgot about that. Yes, that's true. <laughs> forgot about that. Um, where was I going to go? I, I thought. Oh, I thought we got our first glimpse of a, of, of an annoyed Matt Eberflus. Oh, with him not being there. Yes, I think he's yeah. annoyed. I think he doesn't like it. Oh yeah, I think that that's clear. I think they really hoped he would be here. Well, there's a I lot of they value want him to on have the team. Him. I don't think they want to trade him. Yeah, I mean. He's well, at least good. not at this point, yes. They, they, they hoped he would be part of this defense. That's how I feel. Right. And, well, another way I put it is I'm not sure that Matt Eberflus, when he took the job, was envisioning a scenario where both Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn would be on different teams by the time week one rolled around. It's true. So, okay, you're going to trade Mack... This is a rebuild. Fine. Oh, wait. Now Robert we're getting Quinn. Quinn, too. You know, and that's tough from a coach's perspective. Like, this is a scenario where I could see where the head coach and the GM maybe don't look at it the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. I just think back to the Brian Piccolo award ceremony where defensive coordinator Alan Williams gave this pretty detailed speech about Robert Quinn, did his research. Yeah. The praise like was everyone around the building about him. Yes, was 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 glowing about him. Robert Quinn was was touched by it. He was there. He was present. He accepted the award. Then Robert Quinn talked to us, and then the the shock of the Khalil Mack trade was expressed. The business side of football revealed its ugly head again. Yeah. Like it almost felt like everything before it was a pitch to Quinn to stay a little bit longer. Even Quinn mentioned, you know, he hoped he even had what he, like I hopefully my track record gives me a shot in the door or something like that. I'm I'm completely paraphrasing, probably butchering what he said, but there was a sentiment shared with that feeling. Well, and also I think like if you're at the very least, if you're the coaching staff. Like, if he had showed up for one of these, like, hold-in scenarios, or like, okay, I'm here, so you can't find me, but you don't necessarily practice, just having him in the building to work with Travis Gibson more, to work with Dominique Robinson, who probably hasn't even really met the guy, right? To work with some of these young guys. Like, okay, we might trade you by the time the game starts, but in the meantime, like, you're... One of the most experienced pass rushers in the game of football. You have a wealth of knowledge to share. Like just having him around is a benefit. Um, so as a coach, that would disappoint me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I don't blame him for being upset. This part's mandatory. Annoyed. We get to learn a little bit more about Matt Eberflus. How he handles us. Yeah, well, that's what I keep saying to people. It's all I, a honeymoon until I, I, you lose I, I, by 30 I, I, to the 49ers. Ooh, man. Jeez. 
It must be the heat talking. Um, <laughs> no, I'm I, just saying at some point there's going to be the ugly game and there's going to be heat on you, and then we, you know, we learn more about these coaches. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I like how he prefaced the the press conference with this, like Robert Quinn was included in his introductory remarks. Mm-hmm. Felt like Matt Nagy over time would make you ask about certain things that were coming up more than once to get to get answers. Where are you going? Yeah, uh, the uh, the power that you know how the sun moves in the sky. Well, actually, the sun's not moving; the Earth's moving. Just to be completely accurate, um, you know. So the the shade was moving, and then the power adapter was like sitting in the oh know, the sun. Yeah, and I and I was a little worried that it was just gonna you know combust and overheat. Then the podcast would be over, and I just don't want that to be over for you know our listeners. Yeah, then we have problems. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Because when you're looking for a job, Hogan Johns fans, you want the best experience possible. No questions left to answer and sketchy websites to navigate around. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. And over 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Adam. That's linkedin.com slash Adam to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Continue. With what? <laughs> Whatever you were saying <laughs> that I wasn't listening to. Oh, here's a question for you. Does Robert Quinn report the training camp? Yeah, I mean, that's the... I'm going to say no. Yeah, it's starting to look that way, isn't it? Yes. I'm going to say no. Yeah, that's that's. I understand his side of things. You're 32. You want to play for a winner. You've made your money. These fines are minimal. Force your force the team's hand a little bit, which is fine. I understand that. Not a problem with it. Team well, side, they would love his experience to be around Dominic Robinson, Travis Gibson, all those guys. But and that's the thing: if you are right in that you, because you, like you just stated, you don't 
really think the Bears want to trade him. Well, if that's the case, that's kind of the move then from Robert Quinn's side is to to not show up. Yeah, that's the stalemate. So that's where things get tricky. Absolutely. Even if the Bears reach the point in their internal conversations where, okay, let's trade him. It may take some time. Again, you need that trade partner. You want to get maximum value. Yeah. I'm sure at some point you're like, all right, fine, I'll take a six-round pick. I'll take a seventh-round pick because you want to get something. But you're always going to try to get more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a tough situation. I honestly understand both sides of this thing. I, I totally get it from both sides. And... It's just some, some sometimes in football that's uh, how these things go. Uh, all right, I wanted to ask you since um, this is your last podcast, a Bears mini camp. Since you've seen now the entire, well, not the entire because we don't get to see all the practices, but since the team reported in April, you know a lot has happened since January. New staff, new GM, draft players have been in there since April. Everything you've learned to this point, what are you most encouraged by going into the 2022 season? I think the Bears can have a a darn good secondary. I think you're going to have a secondary that includes Jalen Johnson and Kyler Gordon opposite sides with Thomas Graham Jr. at your nickelback and your starting safeties, Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker. The rookies will have their problems. We all know that. But the talent is as apparent as can be. You don't have to be a football expert to know that Jaquan Brisker has something, that Kyler Gordon has something, and that Jalen Johnson still has more, that Eddie Jacks can be a little bit better. Thomas Graham Jr. has had a pretty good offseason program as well. So I think the Bears, I'm encouraged by the, the additions in the secondary. I'm encouraged by the chemistry that could be built by the the young players in that secondary. That's a good answer because that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> no, it is. I, I don't. I, I'm not going to. I'm a little. I'm still a little concerned about the nickel spot. Um, but I do think that the the upside. We said it at, on draft night, right? Everyone was shocked that they went defensive back, defensive back. But the spin zone right away was, all right, well, it's not like they didn't need those guys on defense. Exactly. And it should keep the defense, you know, playing at a higher level um, as they go into a new scheme. In a pass-happy league. Right. Um, And, and like, I kept having to, like, did we just forget how bad the secondary was last year? It, It wasn't good. So... I think what I'm encouraged by is that idea that we brought up on draft night. We've seen it in these practices. And I would say especially so Kyler Gordon has looked good when he's been out there and you know don't like the fact he hasn't really been out there although you you see him on the bike yesterday. Yeah. I saw he's him on the sideline. Yeah. He's riding that thing like he was Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Like and obviously something injury related happened but it doesn't appear to be serious. Yeah. The brisker thing, though, like that 
that seems to be really real. Oh, yeah. Like, he's not only doing it on the field, but you can tell he's, like, already got, like, a leadership edge to him, that they're respecting him, the way Eddie Jackson talked about that pairing. Like, another guy who I thought showed some honesty yesterday, you know, like, yo, hey, if he wants to be that guy that goes in there and does the dirty work, like, good for me, you know? Um, And I think it can have a positive impact on Eddie Jackson. Yeah. So, um, well, even Eddie said himself, Brisker likes to play in the box. Yeah. I could play in the back end. What you want. Better make the plays back there, though. Fair. But to your point, like, so if Brisker's the real deal, Jalen Johnson continues getting better. If Gordon turns out to be the real deal, well, like, because there is some truth to the idea that they have been avoiding Eddie Jackson a little bit. I don't know how much. I think that's waned. But certainly after 2018, like that became a thing that opposing offenses were doing. Oh, you could tell by the lack of targets. There's right. actual data that backs it up. Yeah, exactly. And to your point, I think that's changed over the last couple of years. I think more teams have challenged him a bit more. Yeah. He's blown his share of coverages. But 2019, early 2020, there was hard data that backed it up. All right. But so my point now is if you have all these other better you know, players around him that could funnel more passes his way and you might see him making more plays on the football. Or he'll continue to go the direction he unfortunately has been. You know, I, I think that's a big, one of the bigger questions of the entire season. All right. Everything you've seen, what are you most concerned about? I'm not going to say the offensive line. Because if everything we just said previously, I want to see them in pads. Yeah. What if Braxton Jones is actually good in winning that job? What if Larry Borum is actually good in winning that job? What if Ryan Poles with his offensive line experience, Ian Cunningham with his offensive line experience, what if they're on to something with the offensive line? I'm willing to give that group time to put the pads on, develop chemistry, and find the right places, the right five. Okay. Right guard may be a problem, but I'm willing to give them time. Uh, I'm just not sure what they have at receiver. I think Cole Komet could be good. I think Darlene Almoni could be good. I think these running backs are going to be used in a lot of different ways. But beyond Darnell Mooney and maybe Valus Jones and Byron Pringle, even with them, I'm not sure what you have at the receiver position that really scares teams every single week. I'm just not seeing it. There's been glimpses of, of chunk plays, progress. And whatnot, but I don't know. I see it as problems, though. Okay. You're going to say something else? No, no, I just... So, look, the question is most concerned. Like, so what's at the top of the list? Um, and even though I want to I wanna roll with you in the idea that, like, okay, how much can we really judge this offensive line until they put pads on? There's still been so many reps where I'm like, I don't care if you have pads on or not. You're so much bigger than that guy. Like, why is he just blowing by you? That doesn't make sense to me. You know? Um, so I, I still I still think I have to go with the O-line for the reason that no one wants to see the quarterback get hurt. That's fair. So until we see otherwise... On my list of things I'm most concerned about 
that's the one I'm most like. The wide receivers can suck, but yeah. that's not necessarily going to result in Justin Fields getting his head taken off. Yeah. Here's another side of that question. I mean, it could contribute or, 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 or concern because you're, you're worried about Justin Fields getting hit. A lot of this offense is built on rhythm and timing, is it not? And what if these receivers aren't in the, in, just simply in the spot that they need them to be? Yeah. And Justin Fields can't get out, get rid of the ball. I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah. We were watching routes like they're going through individual drills, and I'm not going to detail the route, but it's a route that takes a little bit of time to develop. And I go to Kevin Fishbane, like you know, like a jam completely ruins the timing of that route, and you need receivers that can win. I, I, I'm. <laughs> I think Darnell Mooney can win some. I think Byron Pringle in the, in the slot could be a problem. Bayless Jones Jr. in the slot and moving around on screens and whatnot could be a problem. But consistently winning one-on-ones, off the line of scrimmage, down the field, go up and get a balls. I have questions about what the Bears have at receiver. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I always look at Equimania St. Brown, who's now Big your guy. dude. Yeah. Oh. Well, doesn't he look the part? He's huge. He had a couple drops yesterday. So you look well, exactly, and that's the problem. So you look the part. You're playing for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. How do you only have nine catches? Like, what's going on there? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that just doesn't add up. So. You know, it goes back to I think the lack of trust. He's their number. He's, he's the Bears' number four receiver in my book. Yeah, maybe number five by the end of this. Yeah, I would just say somebody's maybe not guaranteed to make the team. You know? There you go. So, um, all right. I want to add one more concern that people don't want to hear, but it has to do with my own high expectations. Like again, I'm prefacing this by saying I think Justin Fields is going to be good. It's starting to concern me a little bit that despite all the excuses I brought up earlier in the show, don't you want to see your very, very talented quarterback overcome those at some point? Like, isn't, I think, isn't that what the great ones do? I think we're all, well, yes. And, and, but the great ones have had help. Okay, but great player. Yeah, let let me continue on that that conversation I brought up earlier that I had with Mark Carmen after practice, because I said, "Where I'll roll with you on your concern about Fields. Don't you think if you parachuted Justin Herbert into the same exact situation, he'd be slinging it all over the field?" And the reason I bring up Justin Herbert who is certainly starting to graduate into that class of higher quarterbacks in the NFL. So you could start to say that's unfair. But he's still on his rookie deal. Okay, I didn't say Tom Brady. I didn't say Aaron Rodgers. I didn't say anybody who's a surefire Hall of Famer. You know, that's not fair to say, oh, yeah, you dropped Tom Brady in there. He's going to make all these guys look better. Sure. I said Justin Herbert, who obviously is really good, but he's still young. And my point is, like, I just feel like, Maybe a year from now, we're talking about Justin Fields the same way. I still have high expectations that that could be the case. And it's still June. I'm just saying, like, one bad day here, 
one bad day here. Like, that's okay. That's going to happen with all those excuses. I'm still just waiting. Maybe it'll happen today. Maybe it'll happen later today, Johnsy, where there's just that day where the quarterback comes out and says, F it. Right? I I don't care that nobody's blocking anybody. I don't care that I'm throwing uh, Equimania St. Brown. Like, I'm going to make the plays. You know, and I'm just kind of waiting for that moment. I thought we saw that in glimpses last year with the guys he was playing with, like the Dolphins practice to stand out, right? Like, yes, yeah. Oh, like here's Justin Fields being the guy. I think right now what we're looking for with, with him being in the new offense, new offensive play caller, new receivers, all sorts of newness, new tackles, a lot of things changing around him. You want that one practice where he goes 10 for 12 with chunk plays, where he's perfect in seven on seven. Like I want to see a perfect seven on seven. Some of them should be perfect, but some of them <laughs> have been far from it. They should be, but yeah, far from it's right. Like that's what you want. You want a confidence building seven on seven. There's time. There's plenty of time, but I know what you're saying. What else? Go ahead. I'm listening. Uh, I think that's about it. Johnsy? I'll be back next week. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, Are you going to do a show next week? Some point we're going to take one off. Yeah. I think we're going to take next week off. Okay. Let me know how your show with Kevin goes, and then tell me if you need me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We do. So, yeah, just to prep listeners, and again, we're back tomorrow. Fishman will be here. We'll wrap up May camp. Um, So you do have two episodes this week. But, yes, we are into the six-week dead period. It is the only dead period of the entire year on the NFL calendar, so we will take a week off here and there. We're not going to go completely dark. You don't have to worry about that. Um, but we we will probably be down to one episode a week, the weeks we are, where we do do a show, and we're going to have some fun along the way, right? So some Marvel talk. Eventually, Johnsy's going to go see Top Gun. And, yes, we'll get some football guests. We'll get you ready for the football season. There will still be Bears talk, um, but I just feel like I gotta explain all that because people get people we, get antsy in July, and I understand it. We have new listeners, yes, new viewers on YouTube. Yeah. This is the deal. And once the once training ham starts, bam, we are we, we full might go have to have through you. February. We might have to have you review the that Mighty Ducks movie that came out on Disney Plus. There's a new Mighty Ducks movie. Yeah, you were way behind. Oh my god! I honestly didn't know that. I knew about the series, the new series. Oh yes, it was a series. Yes, oh okay, series. that's yes, what you're talking about. Yeah, that's why I, I actually we talked about how there was a series coming out. I watched the first three episodes, and then I was like, oh, man. Like, it's just not the same without Goldberg and Conway and Banksy. I think some of those guys were actually in it. Well, maybe I need to watch more. Yeah, there you go. So you've watched it all? My son liked it. Pretty sure Goldberg's not in it. (laughs) No, he's not in it. But other ones are. Okay. All right, maybe I'll have to keep pushing on that one. Boy, it's so hard. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue. 
at Adam Johns. You can find the podcast on YouTube. Find the YouTube channel. Check us out. Uh, make sure you're checking out Johnsy's work on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. You can read me at all com. We'll have a big Bear Things column coming up at the end of minicamp. And um, what else? Our merch is up, obviousshirts.com. As it's hot, get the T-shirts. They're cool. They're comfortable. Get the hat. They don't shrink. And then the hat. You should come to practice today with a hat, I think. I got to find it. I don't know where it went. Oh, no. Oh, no. Get a new one. All right. Johnsy's out. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the fish man here. Talk to you then. See ya. Anyway, uh, who cares?